Blog Talk Radio. Somebody out there got a dream. Somebody out there got a dream. Welcome to the Ryan and Brian Show. This is Ryan C. Green, one of your hosts. And uh, we are back here for another Tuesday. And on the line we have with us is Brian Johnson. What's going on tonight, man? Exciting week, man. We had an exciting week. I'm so happy to be back with uh, you and the rest of the listeners. How was your week, man? It was a good week, brother. It was a good week. Had a uh, good weekend. Uh, I was sharing on Facebook. I took the kids out. We had an African-American culture festival. Um, so I'm still trying to figure out the difference between that one and the African-American heritage festival we also have, um, but we had both of them. Uh, so we went took the kids out to that this weekend, uh, just, you know, had a, a, a football watch party with um, my sister and everything on Sunday. Uh, spent some quality time with some quality people, man. Really enjoyed uh, week in the weekend, man. So here we are with another Tuesday, man. What was going on with you? What have you done in the last 168 hours? <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> same thing. Uh, this weekend, spent some time with the family. Uh, still on the hunt. We're we're looking for a new place to live, which I told you all last week. But got a chance to go to the big house and see the uh, see Michigan finally put up a big number against uh, UMass, which was which was really nice. And then, uh, of course, my Lions lost. Uh, Somewhat close one in, on Sunday night, but I, I'm still encouraged because I remember once upon a time, man, we couldn't get any kind of national television coverage. So that, so, and now we're getting some. So I'm pretty excited about that, and just you know, of course, delighted at some of the the recent news that's coming out in politics. Me being a political junkie, so it, it was it was probably the worst week ever for uh, Mr. Romney, Mr. Or as uh, as um, Al Sharpton calls him, Willett. It was a bad week for Willett, but <laughs> but um, but it was but that made for a good week for me, man. So I, I was pretty um pretty excited. Absolutely, we're gonna get um, a little more in depth into uh, mittens a little later in the show because uh, we we got to give that some time, man. We gotta really you know talk about that and um, you know. Uh, this new, you know, us and how proud we are to be part of that 47%. So that's just a little tease. <laughs> We're going to get into that a little later in the show, man. Um, before we go um, too far, I want to give a shout-out to a good friend of mine, also has been a guest on our show, Miss um, Nori Victoria, who is one of the stars on the new Ricky Smiley uh, TV show, which debuts tonight. Uh, actually, I think it's on right now, as a matter of fact. So, um Unfortunately, I don't have TV one, so I, I can't see the show. But we want to give her a shout out and uh, wish her all the best. Definitely, always glad to see folks that you grow up with, uh, follow their dreams, pursue their dreams, and actually uh, see them come true. So, uh, definitely excited about that for her. Awesome. So, uh, and I, I'd like to just throw out that all of you that just heard that announcement, make sure you set your DVR to check Noria. But that's not a live show. 
we're doing a live show here, so that's right, that's right. <laughs> so stay right, here. Yeah. And also, I actually I uh, had to give a shout out, man, and he, and I don't know if he's listening or not, but Ricky Bell of New Edition birthday is today uh and he's celebrating like 45 dude so that's pretty you know you don't think of new edition being 45 years old but especially because right. ricky looks you know younger than that too but happy birthday to ricky bell i tweeted that i was going to give him a shout out and uh maybe he actually tuned in and saw my tweet <laughs> so we'll see maybe we can get him on the show but but that's cool i think it was like james gandolfini's birthday today too from uh tony soprano's okay. birthday so you know a lot a lot of things going on a lot of things going on when you when you started your shout out i thought you had some big news like you actually talked to him or you know y'all had, you know listen man now, now you know I'm, I'm working on but, it um, yeah, i know so I'm my look we're right. gonna we're so gonna I, get I, I, we're going to get a, a member of New Edition on our show. We are going oh, to yeah, do Yeah, I mean, all I we got to do is claim it. For me. What'd you say? Uh, I, so I thought you had breaking news for me that you didn't say. I was like, oh, my God. He, 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 he. Oh, I just, <laughs> like, don't, okay. All I have to say, Ryan, is when I do do it, don't lose your cool, man. It's not. It's cool to be fans, but we can't be too fanatical because, you know, how, uh, it's man law. Man law won't let us do that. Make sure you tell me first off. Right down my alley. 
Um, and, you know, I, I want to just let everybody know that, you know, it's good to have, you know, a good time, whether we're, you know, in the workplace, community, at home. But when real issues are on the table, we have to be able to focus in uh, so that we are able to combat these attacks that are out here. And voter suppression and voter rights attacks are real in Michigan. They're real across the country. There's approximately 32 states that are under high attack, all by basically the same set of new rules. Uh, In Michigan, uh, there has already been legislation that has passed towards new voter rights uh, and new legislation. There's more legislation that's on the table now and more to come. And those those, uh, advantages that we've had to be able to uh, get things vetoed, simply the legislation uh, that don't want to see these rights stay in place, just reintroduce them again uh, to chew up our resources and our time. So uh, I'm just letting everybody know that we are in dangerous times if we don't focus in right through here. Uh, As you were speaking about, uh, we have an action item that is basically we're at the end of the day, but today was 21 days until the October 9th deadline. Again, 21 days until the October 9th registration deadline. So no matter what, uh, people want to do in November, if they don't get registered properly by October 9th, uh, they're not going to be able to participate uh, in that process. And right. when I so say real, that... Real quick, real quick, Twan, yeah, go ahead. time in. So so basically what, what you're saying is that um, the elections in November, but in early October is when people need to register or they won't be able to vote and what about in in voter ID states and that same exact um is that is it the same deadline for them too uh no it, it the the uh uh the deadline for registration may vary from state to state uh is based on how their uh bureau of elections sets out uh when their deadlines are going to be um but they can simply go to uh org www.thisismyvote.org, uh, which is the NAACP site, and click on their, uh, the state that they're from, and it will give you information about the voting uh, laws and regulations in that particular area. Excellent, excellent. So, so you, were, you were talking about um, voter suppression uh, efforts, and I think a lot of what we hear about are voter ID laws, and that gets a lot of the, the uh, press. But I know we talked briefly about voter rolls. Can you, can you talk a little bit about what's happening in different states with voter rolls? Well, I mean, there, there's a multitude of, uh, of new proposals. Of course, ID is on the forefront. Uh, we know that uh, in America, over 21 million uh, uh, people don't have IDs currently. Uh, and, and, and don't get us wrong. We're, we're not saying that reform doesn't need to happen uh, in this process, but reform before a November election, regardless of who's on the ballot, is just kind of a lot to ask for. And if, if we want to do reform right, we need a lot of voices at the table. But you've got purging laws. Uh, that have been proposed that are talking about if folks have not have been inactive in, in, in voting for uh, more than two cycles that they simply get purged off the rolls. Uh, you've got people saying that there needs to be expiration dates uh, on IDs in order to be valid to, to, to vote, and what an expiration date has to do with you being who you are is, is still beyond us. 
And even when you look at ID, because there's a lot of folks out there who say, you know, well, wait a minute, you, you should have an ID. But when you look at it, when you go to a poll to vote, they're not matching your ID picture uh, with the picture in the voting rolls. They're matching signatures. So if, if the signatures is the match, then once again, uh, why is this extreme push to get these uh, IDs in place uh, before November 6th? And right here in Michigan, we were able to, in the final hour, get the governor to veto uh, with help from our national president, Ben Jealous, reaching out to him and explaining the uh, magnitude of it. They wanted all third-party registrants like the NAACP, the Urban League, and many others who have done this for decades to cease registrations to be retrained on how to register. And uh, simply here in Michigan, it's a one, two, three form. The form literally says one, two, three with full instructions. And for us to cease and then be retrained across the state uh, for a training that really hadn't been uh, uh, fully developed yet, um, that was going to cause a lot of barriers for folks to get registered that may not have the time to make it to a clerk or a secretary of state's office and count on us coming out to them uh, to do these registrations. Come on, let me uh, ask you. Well, not ask you because you know I saw on the one of the biggest things um, I saw on MSNBC was that they were going. It was in Pennsylvania. And they were on the college campuses, and they were talking specifically about the the expiration date that you speak spoke of, and where a lot of the college kids who were expected to maybe use their college IDs for uh, their to go vote. Uh, but because they don't have expiration dates, I don't know how most colleges are, but I've never seen a college ID with an expiration date. It just tells you what semester is for. Like it's what that current semester is normally how most of them are, are updated. Um, so when you're talking about the the ID uh, situation, are are you are people actually reaching out to individuals, like certain groups? Are people going to the colleges, or is this kind of like a, a mass uh, effort to kind of just squash everything, or are we also – educating people along the way in case this stuff isn't overturned? Um, are we educating them on what they need to do to make sure they're prepared uh, going in? And then we have a question on the line after you answer that. Yeah, that's that, that's an excellent point. I mean, it's it's, it's both. I mean, we're, we're fighting with, uh, you know, our, our ammunition and artillery in both arms. Uh, uh, once again, you have to, to, to fight what's coming down because, um, you know, it's it's a direct attack against what we've already gained. But on the, on the same term, you can't fight all your your uh, um, ammunition over there and be left with none in case it does go through. So we're encouraging people that hey, you know, go ahead and get the ID first chance you can. Make sure that you got an expiration date. There are many colleges now that have been meeting and trying to come up with creative ways to uh, give expiration date stickers for IDs. We just had a great uh, uh, um, a victory here in Michigan in working with the Secretary of State's office uh, and helping them understand some of the barriers. They just allow here in Michigan, if, you're not, if you've never voted in the process and you're a first-time uh, voter, you need to verify who you are, which a lot of our college students fall into that category where they've registered third party, they haven't verified who they are, they're away at school, between books and tuition and trying to live. They don't have the resources to come home. So now we've gotten the Secretary of State to agree to allow them to go into any office, verify who they are, and then simply now be able to apply for an absentee ballot that can be mailed to them at campus to save resources on trying to get home. So 
you know, it's it's a fight on both ends, uh, uh, to be quite honest with you. Okay. All right, let me go on the number, 646-652-2647, 646-652-2647, the number to call in if you have a question. Uh, one of our online listeners, uh, Leslie McGraw, made a good point about, um, you know, if you have tickets or any kind of fines to the city or the state, you know, people have to pay their money to go and get IDs if they don't already have an up to the ID. So you, you're putting a, 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 a people have to pay those fines. So say so you have a parking ticket, now you can't vote because you didn't pay your parking ticket. So there's a lot going on here, but we do have uh, Debbie on the line. So, Debbie, welcome to the show. Thank you. Um, I'm, And thank you for your work for the NAACP around voter registration and the election. I have a question. If a person has moved into Michigan from another state, what do they need to do to get their, um, to get registered to vote in Michigan? They are not a student. They can do two things. Number one, they can go uh, down to the uh, Secretary of State's office or clerk's office and register on the spot. Um, We can also get you taken care of where you can simply call uh, 1-866-MY-VOTE-1, 1-866-MY-VOTE-1, and spelled out that's 866-698-6831. And you can register by phone. That, that ends up being a change of address form that you're filling out. It will be mailed out to you already auto-populated, which means filled out. And then all you simply have to do is sign it and send it back. Or you can simply go to, once again, thisismyvote.org, and within two minutes put your information in, print out the form, sign it, and send it back, and you will be registered here in the state of Michigan. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank all you right. for your question. Great. We we got another call come on. Let's see. We got another caller. Let's go to line five. Leslie, welcome to the show. Hi. Hello, uh, can you have a comment? Yep, sure can. Yes, I do. For um Twan. Yeah. Are you there still? Hi, yes, how I'm are here. you? Good. How about yourself? Okay, so I'm great. So I live in Michigan and yesterday I went to see um some sort of representative from the Michigan Senate, and he gave this um, 30-minute overview of about six different um, uh, proposals that are on the ballot for this year. Mm -hmm. Where do I find unbiased information about those? Because according to him, like, we could lose um, the freedom or overturn the Freedom of Information Act, like, all this kind of stuff is... um, Enveloped in these um, in these proposals, so um, well, we talk a lot about the presidents, but I'm concerned also about losing the local um, rights that we have. Well, exactly, and politics. I'm glad you said that. Politics are local. That's one of the things that we try to push out there is to help folks understand it's more than just mm-hmm. you know picking picking the person at the top that you want to. Uh, basically go for, the impact that hits you directly is locally. But to answer your question uh, specifically, uh, you can do one of two things. You can simply reach out to the NAACP uh, uh, branch that's in your area. I don't know which area you're in. Um, it would be the Ann Arbor NAACP. Okay. So so um, uh, I'm going to also give an a email that comes directly to me, and I can get you plugged in. If anybody else is listening to the, the, the person that's in their area to be able to do that, 
But before I do that, you can also visit your local public library where they're going to have uh, all of the all of the uh, uh, proposed proposals that are on the ballots and the issues should be spelled out uh, exactly what it is, and then you should be able to have information that you can uh, um, basically dissect yourself. But of course, when you connect with us, we're we're, we're a non-partisan uh, organization, so we're not picking candidates. We're not uh, really telling you who right. and, and what to go for. So you kind of get an unbiased uh, uh, description there. Uh, that email address is simply N-A-A-C-P-M-I for Michigan, V-O-T-E at gmail.com, N-A-A-C-P-M-I for Michigan, vote, V-O-T-E at gmail.com, and we can get you to the right person. And, and Twan, is that for anybody? Anybody can do that or just people in Michigan? Email Anybody that. can. That email comes to me, and if somebody is, is across the country that needs to maybe reach somebody in California or, or, or they need help, just like I sit in this role in Michigan, we've got people across the country. I can quickly get you connected to that person in your area uh, that then will be able to get you right to what's happening locally. But that 800 number that I gave folks to register, as well as the thisismyvote.org, registers anyone in the United States of America wherever they are when they call or visit that that um, uh, that website. Awesome. Well, and uh, so I, I have a follow-up question. I think Leslie brought up a good point about local elections. And, um, you know, what we tend to see a lot of times is great voter turnout in presidential elections, but in, you know, in state and local elections and in even midterm elections, we see a big fall off. And I, I know I hear daily, you know, people that are trying to defend uh, the president and saying, well, Congress wouldn't uh, pass anything with obstructionists and this and that. Yet that, that Congress got elected with, like, very low turnout. And uh, so my question is uh, for you, number, number one, I'm, I'm glad to hear the NAACP is so involved in this, um, but what are you all, what, what are your plans to continue this effort uh, going into, uh, into the, the midterm elections and beyond? It's fantastic that you posed that. Uh, what we've talked about in our war room is, number one, making sure that we can find as many as we can reach uh, to get registered by October 9th. Uh, I gave the stat uh, Sunday in church that talked about nationally we had, starting this campaign, over 6 million African Americans alone unregistered. That's that's just unacceptable. So what we're looking at doing is getting through October 9th deadline, registering as many as possible, motivating and inspiring as many people, putting them in our cars and getting them out November 6th to vote however they choose. But then come November 7th, we're not going to sit down. We're going to continue to work with shows like the Ryan and Brian show. We're going to work with community groups. We're going to work with churches and keep on with this same effort on a daily basis, month after month after month, so that when we get to those midterms, we don't see the turnout, the low turnout that we did in 2010, which then caused issues uh, for a lot of the things that affect our communities like jobs, uh, services, uh, uh, and a multitude of other uh, uh, daily, daily resources that our community needs. Excellent, awesome. Well, thank right, you well, so much. Um, look, I, I was gonna, I was gonna ask you a little, a little question off the record. I know that um, that you're nonpartisan and everything, but you want Obama to win, don't you? Tell the truth. 
once again, once again, we're nonpartisan. Um, so I think by the tone of my voice, uh, everybody knows that, that, that we're clear on that. And we're encouraging everybody to get out and vote and vote and vote. And I think the right thing happens every time people participate. So uh, there, there's one other thing, gentlemen, that, that I don't want to have left out there, is that from state to state, and it's great that you're doing this uh, across the, your broadcast across the country, but from state to state, please tap into uh, our website or simply uh, check on with your uh, Secretary of State's office to find out what the rules are for ex-offenders. Here in Michigan, ex-offenders have full rights to register and vote, and many of the, uh, the, the, the uh, reentering citizens that I run across have no idea that they can still participate. So we got to get that word out there, too, and, and make sure that if each one reaches one out here with this message and to encourage them, we can have great numbers not only in October but in November and then again in the midterms. Great, great. So so one more time, Tuan, again, we, we thank you uh, for taking out the time tonight to talk to us and to talk to our listeners. Can you just, again, give them the website and the telephone number and any other pertinent information they might need to get more information about uh, registering to vote and, and also to check because, like you said, if uh, if in in some places if you haven't um, registered you haven't voted in a couple election cycles, which could mean local, it could be millage votes and that type of thing as well, I believe, then you might right. not be on the roll. So could you give them that, that information and uh, and then we, we thank you for being here. Yes, you can register by phone while you're sitting on your couch right now at one eight six six my vote one again one eight six six. My vote one, and that's spelled out one eight six 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 nine eight six eight three one. You can go to www.thisismyvote.org, www.thisismyvote.org, and very quickly be able to register there. And if you're already registered, you can go in there and push a pledge page that puts some basic information in there, so that you can get emailed out to you voting rights and new polling locations. And then also, we want to encourage folks to. Text the word VOTE, V-O-T-E, to 622-27, which is for N-A-A-C-P, 622-27, and you will get real-time updates from our national office across the country on things that are happening. We want to encourage everybody to know that their voice is important, that you matter, that you count, that even though we've seen tough economic times, that we've seen tough things in our communities, that each voice makes a difference. Many have died to give us this right, so please register. If you're unsure, check it out. See if you're registered. If you still can't find it, just re-register again to be sure so that come November 6th, your voice can not only be heard but be counted. And make sure you flip your ballot over because there's many local issues on the flip side. For those who like to just, just, just vote straight ticket, flip it over and vote on all those local issues too. Excellent. Uh, well, thanks, man. Hey, I appreciate it. I'll tell you what, I'm voting for you for president in, uh, in 2016, so uh, you did an awesome job today. We appreciate well, well, thanks, it. Thanks for having me, gentlemen, and, and you don't have to vote for me for president. Just please bring me back at some later time so we can keep educating and empowering the community. Awesome. We'll do. Right. We'll do. Thanks, sir. We'll do. Thank right. you. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, he makes a good point. I think I mentioned it last week on the show, or maybe it was in a Facebook group, but, you know, when I came back home and, and 
just checked my uh, registration status, and, and I was I was listed as inactive simply because I had moved away and, and missed the election. Uh, and because they had mailed something my old address and then got it returned. In Maryland, if uh, they send you out two things and it's returned from the address, they automatically move you to inactive. So if you don't go and check, uh, you know, two things. There's two two uh, agencies that don't forward mail, apparently. That's the motor vehicles and and, uh, and the voting the Board of Elections. So, uh, yeah, if you, if you move, you got to go and, and do that update yourself because uh, you might be listed as inactive and you don't want to find that out uh, after October the 9th. So uh, good stuff, man. So uh, what we want to do now, though, is we want to kind of jump into some of the other uh, uh, news that's happening right now. We kind of alluded to it earlier, uh, talking about your boy Mittens and, uh, or, or Willard. <laughs> Willard. Willard. And 
when you when you say people want a right to food and you know and they're dependent you know all these people are dependent and and that that whole piece even even liberal media bias aside that whole piece when you when you when you basically say that 47% of the people 47% 47% of the electorate those that are vote those that are voting for Barack Obama are all, you know, crying victim and, and waiting on the government. It's gonna kind of sting you, and and mm-hmm. I don't care whether you you. Um, I understand that you're talking campaign strategy on the first part, but when you say that all Obama voters are, you know, want a handout, that's a whole another another uh, topic of discussion. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. It's like you 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 can look at. The, the the story behind the story. What okay? What did he really mean? But when you look at the the tone, the word choice, and what he really said, uh, that that music, if you will, that 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 true feeling is what's resonating through your actions. You know, your actions are going to come from those thoughts. So uh, it, it's just if you're tr- it's still an election cycle. So if you're telling me that you don't care about those people, not that he didn't care about the votes, but how he categorized those people, kind of like what you're saying, it, it's, it's okay to say, okay, you know, I don't think I'm going to get this section of people who uh, to vote for me. Uh, however, the way he categorized that section of people uh, is just really amazing. And when you think about, okay, a president who, if you're not going to win them uh, over to vote for you, then when you're in office, you're not going to win them either. So that means that you're going to legislate uh, in a way that's not uh, going to be uh, beneficial for them either. So if you feel like those people are, are feeling like the government should bail them out, or they deserve handouts, and they're just sitting, again, going back to the just sitting there waiting uh, because they expect the government to do it for them, then what's going to happen when you're in office? Then you're going to push on Congress to enact laws to uh, make sure that those, those kind of actions don't happen. So that it is important. Uh, what he said, because not just for the election piece, but because of how it's going to happen. But, you know, he, he's still running on this. Just vote for me and wait and see what happens. You know, right. you know yeah. not selling it day, but just, just find out when I get in office. That's what exactly. I want to really do. And you know, and you know, the other the other piece, the the bright side, I believe, is that uh, you know, I, I often say that one of my one of my favorite people in politics is Dick Cheney, and people look at me like, wait, well, hey, Dick Cheney, but Dick Cheney. Told it like it is, you know. He he came out and he said, "This is what this is this is my position, and if you don't like it, who cares?" Okay. What uh-huh. what you have in the the modern uh, modern day Republican Party, and, and even back in Cheney's day, you have a lot of people that want to sugarcoat things and sell people a dream, and then flip the script once they get in office. You know, the midterm election is a perfect example. People want change, they want jobs, and and the Republicans get in and and work on everything but so i think this is a good this this was a a a, um it was a flub i mean he didn't mean to do that but but it let the american people see exactly what the conservative agenda is and that's what it is you know they they believe that there are all these people who don't want to stand on their own two feet and uh and that the the government shouldn't take care of them and and that's that's their position and i think that you know I'm glad that a lot of conservative uh, radio and individuals are standing behind him because I think that people should have a clear choice. So, so that, but but that was that was one thing in one of the worst uh, in one of the worst things ever because before that we had a bunch of attacks. We had a, an attack on a Libyan um, embassy. We, we had 
uh, uprisings in places like Tunisia and Egypt and and, and different places in in, uh, in Africa or, or other parts of Africa and and basically you had a you had a, an uprising in the Middle East is what is what they're calling it. So uh, I don't know, Ryan, did you follow that at all or have any thoughts on 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 Mr. I Willard? <laughs> yeah, I, I saw bits and pieces um, of what the reactions have been. Uh, again, you know, I don't have cable TV and all that, so I don't get to watch the Fox News and MSNBCs all the time. However, I, I do know the um, pretty much what they're they're looking at and trying to say is that you know it was President Obama is apologizing and we're getting attacked, you know, by uh, these 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 countries now who are attacking our embassies. I know Fox. Uh, when you have, uh, when you're on Fox News, you have John McCain, who's who's even coming out saying, "Hold on, no." You know, they tried to. I don't know if you saw that clip or not. What if um, Hannity was was uh, interviewing John McCain, uh, trying to twist it and put it on Barack Obama about you know apologizing? And even John McCain was like, um, "I don't remember there being an apology." Uh, so you know, you mentioned him, and it's just uh, that he's back to his maverick ways, if you will. Uh, right. So it, it is getting crazy where it's um, to a point now where uh, the, the, these uprisings that are happening, apparently from the, the video that the pastor did down in Florida about burning the Quran, uh, somehow now it, it's the president's fault that, that these embassies are getting attacked. I mean, embassies have been getting attacked probably uh, since we've had embassies, and I don't remember that being the, the rhetoric uh, of blaming the president himself uh, when uh, the, the the embassies were attacked and, and going other terms, so uh, it, it's been a crazy situation. Yeah, yeah and, and one thing one thing I will say is is the movie was made by some independent movie maker, very low budget. I haven't seen it. It was endorsed by the the pastor down in Florida, or he he was supporting it. Okay, that's it, the, some some you know people are calling him the Egyptian Glenn Beck got a hold of it and, and shared it, and basically you have you know all these uprisings that that. Um, that come out of uh, as a result. Now, what people have said is that it's, it's due to Obama's policy that people no longer fear the U.S. and that's and that's um, and that's why it's happening. But then also, you'll hear them say, "Well, uh, well, Obama actually funded the Muslim Brotherhood, who's actually in in power in Egypt, and that was part of, part of it too." And and what McCain's probably would probably say, and, and what many people have have underscored is the fact that. American foreign policy has minor tweaks, but Obama hasn't changed it that much. One thing that the United States will always do is promote democracy in different regions. Now we we will support a dictator, or you know, make make a we we'll ha, we've had allies who are dictators, but in the in the in the um, event that an uprising of the people happens, you're not going to see the United States bringing in military to stop the people from uprising against a dictator. That's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't happen if McCain was a president. It's not going to happen with Barack Obama as a president. And what happened with Mitt Romney is he really jumped on that, number one, before he even knew that the that the um, the diplomat was killed. And, you know, he he. he Pounced on it as a um, in a as a way to score political points when you know somebody's dying and, and kind of protocol says that you you lay that uh, to the side uh, initially and then once the, the smoke clears then you you talk about it so anyway he's been looked at as being unpresidential 
uh, th- there, and then this this video comes out. It was just like a double whammy, and he's in in um, you know cover up mode and and uh, in repair mode. So it it's not a good day or a good week to be uh, Mr. Willett, uh, <laughs> to say the least. Absolutely, man. Well, definitely. Well, look, you know, we had to switch some things up. You know, normally uh, the third week of every month we have our uh, Apple a Day segment where we bring in the good doctor, my dear Jackson. And, you know, every now and then, even the doctors get sick. So uh, my ear is uh, under the weather today. So we are going to bring her back on next month. However, in, in the same vein of doing something healthy, uh, you know, we, we every now and then we luck up, man. We find people who who are, um, you know, a, a little higher level celebrity status than we are. You know, and I know that's hard to do. But, um, <laughs> you know, we, we know people. So this week uh, we, we're, we're blessed to have a young man who, who's, um, we're going to call him the, the a personal trainer to the stars. I'm going to give a couple names. You can finish up some of those. I'm Jill Scott. Um, I, you, tell me some of the names. Yeah, I'm sure know, actually, actually, we wanted to bring him on uh, because there was a lot of um, a lot of talk about how wonderful Joe Scott looks. So that's that's the first one. Mm-hmm. We'll let him talk about who else he who else he's trained, but, uh, but definitely great. a trainer to the stars. So with I'll that, train, I'll, go train, ahead. I'll, I'll train anybody who's willing to listen, Joe. It's not just <laughs> anybody, who, so anybody who will take my routing number, I will gladly train. <laughs> <laughs> so he's starting already. Guys, welcome to the show, Scott Parker. Thank you. Great to have you on the Thank you, guys. It's a pleasure being here. Thank you so much for having me. Definitely, well, man. Thank you for taking time out and joining us tonight. Absolutely. So. Uh, so what we want to do is uh, go ahead and get started. Tell us, tell the listeners, uh, we already put out, you know, hey, this guy's the one who's got Jill Scott looking all hot on the album cover. Give us, you know, some of your clientele as well and then kind of who you are, and we're going to jump into the interview from there. All right, well, uh, yeah, Jill's probably my latest success story. Uh, and I say me, but she did all the work. I just kind of spearheaded a little bit. So I cannot take credit for her success other than just happy to be a part of it. Uh, before Jill, I did. I was working with D'Angelo. I took about uh, seventy pounds off of him, and about took about eighteen months to do that. Uh, wow. Tasha Smith from Why Did I Get Married? I don't know if you guys saw Why Did I Get Married too, but uh, I trained Tasha Smith for the big bikini scene where she got out of the water. I trained her for six weeks for that for that particular scene. Uh, Tisha Campbell. Uh, Keith Robinson, Damn, Gina. Dream Girls. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, and then, you know, people like you guys, whenever you decide to, to come out to L.A. and come see me, I'm going to get you guys out here and do a little something with you. So, you know, whoever wants to get here, man, I'm here. If training with you means you automatically become celebrity status, and I mean, we might as well book that flight now, right, B? I mean, we can... <laughs> I, mean, I, feel, I, I, feel like, I feel like 95% of the work is already done, brother. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Well, Scott, we had we had the opportunity to talk, man, and I and I think you know it's impressive that that you're a celebrity trainer. But as we got to talking, your story's actually really remarkable too. So could you tell us a little bit about your background? I know that you're you're a FAMU uh, graduate let's, let's, and let's, let's um, put proud in front of that, sir. We're gonna a proud family graduate, okay? Fam, for life. But fam GDU, right? Yeah, uh, absolutely. <laughs> but um, I, I won't say I won't say what year I graduated, but yes, I'm a FAMU graduate. Uh, Excellent. So could you tell us about from, from there? From there, I actually taught high school 
in uh, Tampa, Florida for about four years. And the uh, only thing about teaching, it's great for the spirit, but not so good for the bank account. Uh, right. And at the point where well, splurging for me became just buying one CD at the end of every two weeks when I got paid. I was like, you know, I have to do something else. So because I had a background in sciences, I went into pharmaceutical sales. So I worked for uh, a number of companies, but the longest one I worked for was Merck, and I worked for Merck for about eight years. And during that time, I had the opportunity to uh, visit Los Angeles, and I met some people who were doing celebrity personal training. And I quickly realized that they were making in one person my monthly salary minus my bonus. And these people had wow. 8 to 12 clients apiece. And I said, wow, I'm really doing this the wrong way. I'm making other people millions of dollars, and I'm bringing home peanuts. So I actually orchestrated a promotion for myself, and I got relocated to Los Angeles so I could pursue this dream but do it with the uh, support of still having my corporate gig. So I, I did that for about another three years. I was worked with a number of celebrities then as well underneath the tutelage of another personal trainer. I found somebody who was doing what I wanted to do, and I asked her if I could work with her. So we started working together, and I uh, branched off about three years ago and started my own thing. So and that's where I am now, proud Rattler entrepreneur, living out of some people call him a celebrity trainer. <laughs> awesome. So, uh, so tell me this. So, so what you're saying is that you that you got a transfer with the pharmaceutical company, went out to uh, to LA, and then started this business. So, so basically, you're 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 doing your training part time, and you're still right. doing your your corporate job. So, right. at what point did you decide that um, you know the 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 pharmaceutical piece had to go to the wayside? Well, you know, it's funny. Uh, Sometimes the universe decides for you. I uh, Pharmaceutical sales, as we all know, you know, it, it's not the booming business it used to be with government regulations and things like that, drugs going off patent. My company downsized. Now, at that time, I was training Tasha Smith for the movie, and she was just about to leave to go to Atlanta and from Atlanta to the Bahamas to finish shooting. And there was no way I could travel with her having this corporate job. So I get laid off, and 10 days later, I'm doing six weeks on Tyler Perry's movie set, making all of the money and bringing it all back home to myself. It was unbelievable. Like, I get laid off, and my business just picked up from that moment, and it hadn't stopped since. Literally, I've been on the road since then, and that was three years ago in June. Awesome. That's, yeah, that's awesome. I, you know, and you said that sometimes uh, – you know, you, you're pushed out and destiny created for you. Yeah, when, when, awesome something, when something happens to you, and as much as you want to wonder why, you also have to ask yourself, why not? I mean, why not you? People lose their jobs every day, you know. You know, right. things happen in life. But the question is, are you how how do you react to it? You know, are you right. going to make it a winning situation, or are you going to, you know, think of it as a losing situation, and that's what it will become. You end up on welfare and public assistance. And you might be one of the 47% that don't tell you You might actually be looking for a handout, though. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> Good stuff. Well, I, I got laid off. I really had no idea that that opportunity was going to come up. But literally, I got laid off in the following week. She asked me, was there any way I could come to Atlanta with her? 
and stay in my own suite at the W Hotel for six weeks and then do 20 days in the Bahamas and get paid to be there too. Is there any way you can do that, Scott? Absolutely. When do we do that? Yeah, I'll find a, <laughs> you'll find a way to get that done, right? Yeah, I'll, I'll see if I, I'll make something work. Trust me. Oh, I'm sorry. I was just going to say, from there, now, you know, I've been blessed enough to be working with Jill. Uh, I started working with Jill about six, three months after the birth of her son and uh, ultimately ended up going on tour with her around the world. So I've been to places and seen things that I never even fathomed were an option for me, all because I took a chance to pursue my dreams. You know, I've been to gotcha. Istanbul, Turkey. I've been to Madrid. I've watched people sing Jill Scott songs in Warsaw, Poland that didn't even know English. Like, I've seen some truly amazing things and got paid to do it. That's priceless. Right. That's we'll priceless. Stuff. I wouldn't trade my about, God, I got talk. laid off from that security blanket. Okay, hold on now. Hold on. <laughs> All right. All right. I got a question. Right. <laughs> I'm looking. Okay. All right. Now, I want you to t- talk to those who are um, – just getting into uh, want to want to start getting their body right. What do you have? Maybe some kind of um, a myth you can open, dispel, or maybe something that you see more often uh, than not. People come in that you want to kind of straighten people up with. That you want the most common mistakes, something like that. That uh, people just trying to get into weights are doing that you see that you need to kind of straighten out for us. Well, I know, like right now, one of the popular topics is. Uh, different types of detoxes. You know, you have the master cleanse and now people are doing, you know, all these different HCG shots and all this stuff. And I just want to caution people that eating healthy and exercising a couple of days a week is really the way to go. The weight loss will be a lot slower, but it'll be a healthy weight loss. If you're doing something that is restricting you down to a gallon of water and syrup and a lemon every day, your body can't survive on those organs and liver and kidney damage happen really quickly. So I just caution people to stop jumping on fads and looking at the quick fixes. And even if there's something that you're on that asks you to basically starve yourself, you should know that you're not going to starve yourself for the rest of your life. So as soon as you eat again, you're probably going to gain the weight back and then 20 more pounds. So Master cleanses, things of that nature, really restrictive starvation diets are not the way to go. The only thing that leads to is ultimately more weight gain or slower metabolism and possible kidney, uh, kidney and liver damage. Let's go. Gotcha. Other than that, so then, a gallon so then, of water you, a day, five small meals a day, and move 30 to 45 minutes three days a week as a beginner. Yeah, there you go. That, that's what I was going to ask. So so if you you wanted to get started um, you would just say, what, what are the, the Well, I would say the first thing, a problem that most people have is they live in a state of dehydration, so I stress drinking water. So the simple formula is you take half your body weight, and that's how many ounces of water your body needs in a day. For instance, a 150-pound person needs at least 75 ounces of water a day. Most people come well short of that. So the first thing I say is you have to hydrate. The second thing is you have to eat five to six small meals in a day instead of three large meals. You want to eat every two and a half to three hours to keep your metabolism burning all throughout the day. And thirdly, as a beginner, you just need to do some type of exercise. I don't care if it's ballroom dancing or spinning or, you know, martial arts, but do it 30 to 45 minutes, three days a week. That's enough to get you started. If a beginner does those three things, they will lose weight. 
Great. So then, a small meal. How how do you how do you measure what a small meal is? Because a small meal for me is different than a Ryan meal. Small meal. A simple. A, I'm not going to get into the, that quarrel. I'm leaving it alone. <laughs> but uh, no, a simple guide is it, you know a serving of protein or a serving of carbs or a serving of anything is the size of the palm of your hand. So. When you're eating a small meal, that means if you're having a piece of chicken, you should have a chicken breast the size of the palm of your hand, not a half chicken. You know, if you're going to eat rice, eat rice in that small amount of a serving. Don't eat half of the pot. Right. So I think it's, it's really about portion control. So anything that you're eating, any serving of anything that you're eating should be that size. And you eat those small amounts five to six times a day instead of the plate just spilling over with food because your body can't process all that food at one time and it ends up storing in the fat. Got you. Awesome. Okay. So, so well, even uh, if you do eat three, three big meals, you just um, split them up. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, we're running out of time now. If you want you to go ahead and give out your information so those who want to uh, follow you and everything uh, can get in touch with you uh, after the show. Uh, you, can, you can hit me on uh, Twitter at Scott P. Fit. Uh, Facebook, Scott Parker, or Scott at TrueResults.com is my email, and there's no E on True, T-R-U-Results.com. Awesome. Well, hey, Scott, thank you so much, man. I really appreciate you coming on to the show. We'll have to have you on again to talk about your security business at when you Anytime, blow up guy. on that's that, whole, too. So whole, we, that's a whole other side. That, that it is. Well, thank you so much, man. We appreciate it, and uh, go Rattlers, right? My pleasure, guys. Thanks so much. All right. Take, take it easy. All right. Take it easy. All right. Look, man, I'll tell you what, working out gives you energy. That guy was amped, but, but you know, uh, Twan was too, man. I think, you know, I, I, have to, I have to up my energy on the show, with the, you know, yeah. with, these guys, with these guys. I'm like, man, they, look, my, yeah. my little, my little, my little uh, Cheeto, my Cheeto lunch today is not going to get it. I got to get in the gym. I'm trying to think. I'm sitting there now like, okay, what I, I had some eggs and sausage for breakfast. But then I did have uh, McDonald's for lunch because I was stuck on the train for three hours. So I had to get something in. So, yeah, man. Shoot. I had to go. got to get it together. But, you know, we've been working on this thing for, well, not say we. I've been working on this thing for a minute. So it's always good to get different advice and uh, hear uh, insights from uh, different perspectives on how to really get it done. Uh, and, and the biggest thing is to make sure it's uh, – long-lasting. You know, a lot of people want to lose weight for a, a situation and trying, you know, but as opposed to getting in shape for life. So, right. yeah. It's lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. That's right. That's it. So, good stuff, man. So, I mean, how, how do you keep so lean? I mean, because you, you know, you, you're just felt. <laughs> <laughs> man, I'll tell you what. I wish I could say I was doing stuff, but, man, it, it's what you call it. It's all genetic. It is all genetic. I can't gain weight to save my life. So, uh, so, I, but I will say, and we might have to do a whole show about it. You know, as a as a as a, a sleek person, I get a lot of jokes thrown my way, man, and and, and they hurt. So <laughs> we we're gonna have to talk about we're gonna have to talk about the perils of manorexia on the next Ryan Ryan show. <laughs> but anyway, man, hey, we're, we're coming. You said what? You said skinny jokes hurt just as bad as fat jokes. They do, they do, and you can't come. And you know the bad thing about it, you know how I am. So like eighty three other jokes come up, 
with like only a quarter of them are your mama jokes, and and I can't say any of them because they're all too hurtful, and it, and it's not politically correct to make those jokes. But what what I did want to do, I mean, we're gonna have to close out pretty soon. But I did want to highlight, you know, we we've talked about our um, our blog that we started what last month. Um, it's ryebryexchange.com, and we have had just a phenomenal um, response to that blog. Uh, we we really get a chance to to not only share our thoughts but share the thoughts of some individuals that participate in the Facebook group and uh, and then people that are just friends and listeners of the show and and, and we actually happen to have uh, Laura Massaro uh, has a feature blog called The Interview Game. So if you haven't had a chance, you all need to take out some time and visit www.ribrightexchange.com and read this. I mean, it's it's absolutely hilarious, and it's also informative. So when you get a chance, uh, go check her out and, and um, you know let her know that she's done a great job. Absolutely. I guess I'll close this out with all the uh, contact information this week, man. You can go online to www.robrashow.com. You can also, uh, the Facebook group is facebook.com, Ryan and, no, Facebook. Why do I do this every week? Facebook.com slash Rob Rod Show is the uh, fan page. And then Twitter is at Rob Rod Show. And then, like Ryan said, our uh, blog is www.robraexchange.com Any last words, brother? Nope. Everybody have a wonderful night. We'll see you next week. Till you tear the whole ceiling up People don't laugh